Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast, episode 160. Today's episode is another installment in our series, Echoes of Invasion, set in the world of the Battle for Westnoth video game, 30-some years after the Eastern Invasion mainline campaign. It is played using Edge Studios' Genesis role-playing system, with occasional references to the Mythic Game Master emulator's event meaning tables for inspiration. For the story up to this point, visit our website, DiceyStories.com, where you can listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. So you enter the city and what do you do? Take in the sights, the sounds, the smells. Yeah, we probably just stand and gawk like... I think even Trip stands and gawks for... This is like, this is the most congested place then. I am pretty sure we got 200 gold pieces so that it could get lifted from us, because that's probably the, what's going to happen to us. We're going to get pickpocketed. That's right. Now I can ask, like, when did you last see my feather? I noticed I didn't have it at the guard station. That would be a vigilance check. Three purples. Can he help by, you know, when did you see it last? I suppose I can, like, oh, you know, I definitely had it when I was talking this morning. Yeah, you can, you can have a blue dye. I think talking to the merchant... What, what color was the feather? It was in your red cap, or in your red hairband, but... Yeah, but I don't recall. Maybe it was greenish. Probably from a duck. What a success. You definitely remember seeing it stuck in his band when you arrived at the outskirts of the town here. Okay. It was there when we got into the outskirts. So you definitely had it when you left the farm. Yeah, like, I'll just peek back out the... Out the gate. But... I mean, maybe it... Maybe it got blown away. I mean, it's a feather. <laughs> it is a feather. That is kind of what it's for. But, uh... Could be anywhere. Did you want to go back and look for it? No, it's not actually that important. I don't recall making a point of that feather other than, like, it was kind of cool. You made a point of saying it was jaunty. Yes. I uh, you know I'm in the city. Maybe we'll get something new. Uh, but we are in a city. There's a lot of people here. Was the outsource before or after the cops? It was before the cops. No. Oh, sorry. I heard C-O-P-S. <laughs> you guys camped in your small little group of trees for the night. Yeah. In the morning, he had the feather. Okay, you okay. Traveled, you traveled a few hours. You reached the edge of South Tower. Okay. He still had the feather that, at that point. Yeah, so might have gotten blown away. This is a good reminder. We're in a big city. Mm-hmm. Big, that's some measure. You know, eh, keep your eyes open. You don't know who you're going to run into. Heather figure that out. Sure, probably. She's smart. Trick has streetwise, so. Yeah, somehow. <laughs> Just like somehow he's like a street brawler. <laughs> so, I have not picked that up yet, but I mean, yeah. I mean, the street equivalent in the forest. Yeah, they do. Mis- misshapen trees. It's like shrub-wise or... Shrub-wise. Creek-wise. Okay. How do you want to approach... Like, certainly a streetwise check can be made to, like, try to figure out where in the city a certain thing is, but do you guys just want to wander aimlessly first just to, like, get a feel for the place? Or do you have a destination in mind? Or I favor wandering aimlessly briefly. I'm trying to remember what Hippa thinks, why she thinks we're in the city, just because we're just coming over here to get more information about stuff. You know that witches attacked the southern outposts right, so and we're... necromancers did in the past. So we got to find, like, a military surplus store. 
So we're fi- we're following a trail, but also I know that you're kind of looking for your mother, but I don't know that you think she's here at all. Well, he just talked with the family about refugees. Yeah. And were any huh. of them here, and he was given a few names. Okay. Got to check out this blacksmith's shop. Yes, and previously you guys said that you might also want to talk with Alric at the Parting Glass. So it would be good to find out where the Parting Glass is. Yeah, we could definitely at least try to leave Ketchin a message that we got his letter. Yeah, and I think that's a good streetwise check since if Ketchin is a fan of that place, it's more likely to be on the down low. <laughs> so how difficult is it? served by whites. W-I-G-H. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, instead of winches, they have banshees. Three purples to find the parting glass, but I am upgrading it. Make sure to keep a close eye on all your possessions. Ooh, that is a negatory. Failure with one advantage. You are walking around some, trying to get your bearings, and you hear behind you a person say, My lord! My lord! I feel you may have lost this! Well, probably not talking to me. <laughs> yeah. You hear footsteps coming up behind you. Check my What? It's a kid who has my feather? It is not a kid. Oh. It is a woman, and you turn around, and she makes an elaborate bow, like one leg forward. She, like, takes off her, her super fancy felt cap, which itself has a feather. I what color is her hair? She is, we'll say, dirty blonde. Can't be outdone. This is a she bowing has, contest. She has, she's wearing, like, a, a blue tunic. And, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Let me back that up a moment, because apparently I did actually have notes on her hair. I was prepared. Her hair is light brown and long and wavy. Like, she takes off her hat to make this bow, and she's got this coiffed, we'll say, wavyish brown hair. So do they, like, women are wearing it pulled back except for some of it? She's not wearing it pulled back. Okay. But it's styled. It is well-maintained. She's got a blue tunic, and she's got puffy white sleeves. She's wearing pants, and she's also got a kind of blue half cape. So she, like, takes her hat off, and she bows deeply, and she is holding out your feather to you. Trick me now. And she's I feel like Trick a cool check. This My is, lord. This is over the top for him, <laughs> even. Okay, that is success with one advantage. Okay. You retain your cool. You have an advantage here. I would like to use that advantage on, like, a vigilance or perception check. This seems like a trick of some sort. <laughs> you would like to make a vigilance check, you can add a blue die. I mean, is it like streetwise or vigilance? Or you can call it streetwise, whichever. I think vigilance is the appropriate skill. Okay. And I think it's an average check. I don't think I'm going to be any help because this is fabulous. Yes, I have two successes. You do I see a spotter do not, down an alleyway. You do not see anything of that nature. Okay. But you realize, like, memory... What? That you saw this hat, you know, like, in the crowd and stuff outside the gate. Okay. Interesting. Okay. I gratefully accept this feather. Thank you so much. I have been wondering what had happened to this. Did it blow off outside? Because if you just found a feather on the ground, you wouldn't assume it came from this guy's headband. She's like, no, I took it when I was lifting your money. (laughs) (laughs) You can make a vigilance check. Okay. One advantage. Why, yes, it must have fallen from your... It must have fallen from my lord's headband, perhaps in a gust of wind, and your servant is only too happy to present it back to you. You have an advantage. Yes. I will tell you that she may think you are of 
higher social class than you actually are. Well, yes, I gathered that. As Kalens was a high lord. Elves who are traveling about in human settlements, it's often like the high society elves. The fact that you're like here at the time of a festival. That's a big deal. So this may be a case of of mistaken, not identity so much as... uh, Mistaken status? Yes. Oh, they think that their festival's so fancy that the elves are going to withdraw. We didn't even hear about it. Like, like, like elf cares about your... <laughs> okay, so that's enough to, like, put tricks at ease about this. This is the first time he's been in the city. He has heard stories about, like, cities can be dangerous. Uh, you have to be on your guard. I will say, like, that's how he got his streetwise. Yeah, Breda and her stories. Yeah, you have to be careful. Uh, but this person just seems to be misreading the, the elves. I, a thousand... A thousand thanks to you, madam. Would it be rude to tip her five coins? <laughs> Just as like a gesture of, of thanks. Trick's going to assume not. So you're going to tip her? He will, in fact, he will attempt to sleight of hand some of the coins into her hat, which she has taken off, to mm-hmm. present the feather. So he will accept the feather and, as he's pulling back, attempt to drop a coin. This is like passing somebody a fiver. When they can't There's actually the a dead drop going on in front of Hep's <laughs> eyes. So um, much stuff there. This is going to go over weird. She puts on her hat and co- coins <laughs> like, fall out. Do you want her not to know you're doing this? I kind of. Okay, so sleight of hand, that's a... Skullduggery. Skullduggery check against uh, her... Her vigilance. Her vigilance, which is two. Okay. False. That is a failure with two advantages. So perhaps she, she spots the coin before it gets Yes, started. she sees what you were doing. Well, she does not she, put her hat back on top of her hand. <laughs> you know, she scoops the money out and, like, says about how uh, the High Lord is, is far too generous. Please, um, please, that's not that. But uh, she is merely your servant and, no, and no, wishes no, 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 to no. Uh, be oh. of aid to you. In I, gotta, your, I, gotta, I, gotta, I gotta shut this down. <laughs> in your stay in their, their small and humble city here. Please, uh, a thousand thanks for returning. Feather, this is an important feather of a duck that I, I rescued, but later on, over many seasons, he lived a long and healthy life. So I keep this feather to remember that duck by. Can <laughs> I make a deception check? Sure. She's like, yeah, here's the money, I'll put it on his bill. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Because uh, I fail with two advantages. So I'm being facetious about this, the importance of this feather. Okay. You have advantages, though. I have advantages. So I, I'm no High Lord. The only person deserving of the title of High Lord was Kalenz. Uh, perhaps you've heard of him? Who has not heard of him? Okay, now Trix. <laughs> now Trix bought into it. <laughs> yeah, so that, yeah, of course she's heard of Kalenz. Like, like, no learned person wouldn't have heard of Kalenz, is what she says. Interesting. Uh, and then, like, no, no, I am, uh, this could come across very unusual and interesting. I mean, you had advantages on that role. Yes. Uh, I don't know that I need to make a charm check, but a uh, trick will. This is my cousin uh, Hepa. Uh, Pleasure to meet you. Trick uh, Manu from Esperant Forest uh, nearby. Perhaps you've heard of it. Uh, it's, I'm sh- Every learned person has heard of Esperant Forest. <laughs> uh, she plays a cool. <laughs> <laughs> Neither confirms nor denies. Uh, indeed. Uh, but we were coming to town uh, to check out many things, but the Full Bloom Festival is in full bloom. Uh, it will be as of tomorrow, my uh, trick menu. And you are? I am Guathalan. Guathalan? Like Waffalan. 
Of course, we don't say it quite right with our elvish accents. It's a pleasure to meet you, Quapolin. Are you from South Tower, then? So, sorry, do you call it South Tower or Southern Outpost? I keep hearing <laughs> conflicting names. She tells you that some of the older folk may refer to it as Southern Outpost, as such it was known in the days before the, the war. Ah, yes, the folks who have lost their teeth. She lets that roll past her. Um, and she gestures towards the tower that is not overshadowing, but like standing watch, visible from almost like any part of town. So she, she gestures to that and she says, that tower stands where the southern outpost was. It was mere palisades and tents at the time that Gwedry took charge of it. But she says at the time that the Earl took charge of it. This person's big on formal titles. So she says that that is the southern outpost. But uh, what tower? What has tower. what has grown around it, and particularly following like Gwedry deciding to make this his seat and to construct the tower, this settlement is properly called South Tower. Okay. The town of the South town tower. of South Tower, located at the southern outpost, if you prefer. Could have just called it South Town. Maybe maybe over time, tower will just become town. And she she does this in a kind of lighthearted, sort of jocular fashion of saying, why even your great forest is known in some places as Linton Air. But I mean, we've heard. There is a section of the great forest that is the Linton Air forest. Oh, right, right. Is that but the where whole we thing are? is the great forest. Okay. No, that's oh. that's north of you guys. And that's like a part of the great forest. So, so her, her point is simply like elves have multiple names for some places as well. Anyway, so with the... The issues of names all sorted out and everything. Ooh. She does tell you that the, the festival will begin in earnest tomorrow. And she asks, if you are not noble elf lords here to treat with the Earl, what brings you to the city? Well, I mean, we might treat with the Earl. It all depends. Let's say we're emissaries of the Esperant Forest. Ah, so you still have... <laughs> well, like, I don't want to lie about being... Well, I guess Heather's good. Yeah, I am. But, I don't know, what is the name of your house? She belongs to the House of Thrandalow. Oh, okay. Yeah. I have might say, we um, we just found out about the festival. Oh, God, I've never seen that. That's all they have a wood. <laughs> so tell me about this festival. There's certainly many merchants, and there will be as well the demonstrations, of course. And, um, the demonstrations? Why, yes. Uh, the archery contest? There, there is such. I am not myself of the settlement. I have arrived. Ah, okay. At one point she said our town, so. She has this thing going where she's, like, trying to make herself, like, seem of use to you guys. And so, like. She's trying so hard. Speaking on behalf of humanity. But at the same time, like. So she is not originally of the town, but she makes sure to arrive in time for the festival each year so that she can participate in the, the duels. Is she wearing invisible weapons of any sort? She has a saber on her side. Are you a fencer, then? I am, indeed. And she looks to Hepa, the sword at Hepa's hip. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> and asks if you would fancy yourself also. A duelist? I guess what would it be? A swordsman? Like a elvish fighter, or hero, or champion. What would Hepa say to that? The practice of dueling and like and fencing is not part of Elvish culture. 
Well, what I have but will say is I have not yet chosen my career. <laughs> uh, the perfect HEPA answer. I am probably not practiced enough to participate in a duel. Oh, well. But are there are there magic duels? She says that the... Uh, or magical demonstrations? She says that the local House of Light generally has somebody on hand during the demonstrations in case anybody gets injured. And that also for the Full Bloom Festival, it is common for there to be visiting dignitaries to that house. But she does not know of any mages, um, and she kind of chuckles, who would engage in any sort of uh, public sparring. What about just the demonstrations and magical oddities? I mean, do we even have duels in Elfland? I think duels isn't something that we... (laughs) Just like, humans will do anything. (laughs) Like, if you're going to get in a fight, you're going to get in a fight. Yeah. Yes, I would say, in your culture, combat is is a defensive thing, generally speaking, to protect your lands and people. And you're sparring to learn. Yeah. Yeah. And they're sparring to learn. But we would have a concept of a duel, because we understood the word. Yes, you know that the word means two people fighting each other, but... There's nothing attached to what she's saying that has any indication like this is over your honor. I've yeah, well, she said demonstrations, yeah. so I mean... It's a show of skill. But apparently mages don't have that same egotistical itch to scratch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> mages do other things. The question was arisen about magical oddities. Yeah. She says it's possible that there might be something at the House of Light. But also that a whole bunch of merchants and performers, jugglers and tumblers and things like that. People do this as a job? Tumble? Juggle? Um, Yeah, like there's a lot of street performers and things like that. And so it's possible like there might be like some jar of wonders type displays on a cart or things like that. I mean, like it's a fantasy game, but think Renaissance Fair, you know, like. Lots of places to spend money. Lots of places to spend money, also lots of like things to just walk around and look at and things like that. As for like whether you can make a career at tumbling, she says certainly the very best of them are kept on retainer at the houses of, of our humanity, nobility. Hmm. Well, it seems we came at the right time, Trick uh, I think so. Elves have quite the reputation of being very agile. I'm surprised that, that your people do not have a similar practice. That'd be a cool trick. Neither of us are agile. <laughs> well, Hepa is. I mean, I'm, oh, yeah, I'm normal agility, but I don't think You're normal elvish agility. That's four successes and an advantage. You remain cool to so not give away that you are not as agile not as other elves. particularly agile, yes. But what are you trying to convey here? I mean, you, you have advantage. Yeah. You're being really slick. So she comes to town occasionally, but does not live here. No, but she she does come here to participate in the the dueling components of the festival. Where is she from? Weldon or Northern Outpost? Horse clan. Uh, she is no horse lord, she <laughs> says. That has no problems looking dumb. That's how you find out stuff. She lives in Weldon these days. The, the, the big city. Weldon is indeed a big city, right. but... And you had some advantage there, like, but she's got a much better shot, like winning like a dual competition at a, a smaller place than than the seat of the nation. Right. She she will admit that much. Ah, your first mistake. So she does try to be here for this festival every year, and when she comes, she does spend a few weeks here. Uh, how'd she do last year? She didn't try to lie. 
Trick would appreciate a good lie, but that's up to her. I mean, she's the kind of person who stole someone's feather just to get their attention, so... Yeah, yeah, I think she's gonna try and lie. She's probably got a rank in deception. And I have crap vigilance, so... She's going to make a roll. Yeah, you guys are not very vigilant. We just don't pay attention. I thought about putting a point in vigilance or survival because they're career skills for me, but then oh. I was like, knack for it. Okay, she attempts to lie. She's got three advantages. So I, guess, I, th- I think Trick really appreciates yeah. the good spin she's putting on I it. I think it's going to come across that she is definitely spinning a story here, but you're not maybe not going to judge her for it. I think Trick's going to add on to her story. Hep is too polite to call somebody really on that that she doesn't know, but also she likes story too. Yes, so she, she talks up... You know, like the, the various duels she was part of, and that, you know, she also competed in the, the crossbow competition. Crossbow competition. And, but uh, she describes, like, her dueling bout, like, excessive amounts of detail and, like... Well, there's a lot of technical terms. Yeah, like, reposts and parries and, quick, like... Quick beat to the left, parries to the left. Yeah, and I would say the deception part of this was, like, kind of, like, she never actually, like, answered your question of, like, how she did... Overall, she's like beating you with a flurry of distracting descriptive That's stuff. The, the fencing style, avoid the, dis- exactly. the final blow. But... Evasion of, uh, of your question. So you, you leave with the, the belief that she did not win, um, but that she at least knows the technical terminology that goes with being a fencer. I think that's an important part. Being a fencer, you know, it's, it's much like culture, right? What is the purpose of the competitions? Just to de- demonstrate your talents? Honor, glory, maybe getting a new patron. Yeah, I can see that. That makes sense. I mean, that... Hepa's going to put this on our map later. <laughs> 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 patron is a thing that we kind of have concepts for, right? Yep. I mean, because daddy... Maybe your dad is a patron to mm-hmm. our expedition yeah. here. Yeah. I mean, but the tumbling. Could you imagine mother? <laughs> mother, I'm going to be a tumbler. They would never find my body. Here's a question. Are there any merchants in town who deal with curious artifacts? I can make some sort of check if you wish. I think you need to make a streetwise check, actually. That I can do. This is average. Success and two advantages. She says that the kind of merchant who would be interested in that sort of thing is a different sort of fencer. And you understand what she means. Yes. But such people certainly are to be found here. One is not to be surprised. I don't, want to, I don't want to leave her with the impression like, oh, we're underworld elves. <laughs> I think Trick wants to present like an elves are like neutral in regards of like how humans judge themselves. We don't care about your laws. Yeah, something like that. Well, that's all very good. This maybe maybe I'll check out this this archery contest. Uh, she offers she can escort you to the the registration. The registration. Because she's headed that way herself. I got it. I think that'd be doable, and I have to. We can buy a blacksmith shop. Maybe do some other things in town. What else is on our agenda? Talk to some veterans of war, maybe? Yeah, we could do that. I don't know if a public library is a concept that we would have. That's let alone, you know. Yeah. So if if you make a question regarding books and stuff, she will tell you that certainly, like, the Earl maintains a scholar and that person would have books. And that the House of Light is also a place of learning. The House of Light, is it like a school? No, it's it's where the the white mages in town operate out of for treating the, the sick and the injured. And white mage is because... 
Well, that's what we just call them because they wear white robes. Okay. Not their hair's white? I mean, the older ones, their hair's white. Okay. <laughs> She's like... <laughs> no, Hepa's doing a study on hair color, <laughs> actually. These are all totally well, reasonable questions. Well, human magic is a very interesting thing for her. That is true. So... Well, then perhaps the House of Light is the place you would... That's why I was asking in. about the magic, just to see if I could... Right. So it sounds like I got a register for this competition, swing by a House of Light, find a blacksmith, and you know, Trick doesn't vocalize it if he's thinking, like, and how can I get an audience with the captain of the guard without getting arrested, preferentially? Hmm. Let me see if we can find the bar. There are many right. establishments to drink at in town. Uh, Trick will just ask, like, oh, what are some... He doesn't want to ask, like, oh, what are some good ones? Like, um, what are what is the range one? I'm sure you as frequent some of the, the finest establishments, but you know, I want to sample a little bit from each of the, the tiers that you have to offer here. Do you want to make a streetwise check here? Yes. I do want to make a streetwise check. If I can get her to, like, mention, like, oh, and the parting glasses, but you don't want to go there, is so-and-so. How difficult would you like this to be? I feel like it could be two with a black die, because... Is it to... that you don't want her to know that you're interested in a CD place? I don't want her to know that I'm interested in a specific place. Ah, okay. Then yes, apply a black die to this. Okay. Woo! Uh, no, but I have three advantages. Okay. I think you don't manage to ask this question in a way that communicates what she needs to understand to provide the sort of answers you want. Yep. And so her demeanor changes a little bit, but it's in the kind of the way of, oh, they have less money than I thought they did. Probably do. It's not that we remarked she was hoping we were patrons. Yeah, she was trying to like attach herself to like somebody of status and standing and like the thing is, you know, like that's what she's constantly on the lookout is for like a patron. Not a mark in the sense of she was gonna rob right. him, but like, oh yes, I will help you. Uh, allow me to be your servant and you will take me to dinner. Like that kind of thing. Right, right. But now she feels also like Also like Elvis patrons. That's unique. Yeah, yeah. But like now she's thinking like you're asking for like, oh where can we eat for cheap? Well, you said you were interested in a blacksmith. That there are some places, some restaurants that serve the... The working class? Yes, some working class establishments near where you would find the blacksmith shops in town. And so she, she tells you where those things are. Um, and she says, like, and I can, I can point you in the direction of those after we part ways at the registration table. I mean, that all sounds good to trick. If that is enough that you want to get from her, then we will simply... Swipe to registration and... Uh, I think that's good. That's I'm good. sure that Hepa can pepper her with like little questions like, oh, what's your favorite thing at the festival or, you know, random, whatever catches yeah. her interest is like random questions that you get from Hepa. Okay. Registration for the Full Bloom Festival. That's right. One can register for duels. One can register for the Grand Melee which is following the parade demonstration of the town guard. One can register for archery, and there is a separate sign-up for crossbow versus archery. And there is also joust. Not saying you would want to. <gasps> Over there! So those are all the martial things. Then there is also, if you want to enter your crafts to be judged, that's not like on like a field, but like they will have like judges wandering all the booths and stuff like that. Oh, should have um, brought Dad's uh, latest dowsing rod. So there, there are non-martial awards that are are provided as well. Is there a poetry slam? There's 
not a poetry slam precisely, but there is the performance art. Remember, she mentioned that there were jugglers and tumblers right, right. and things like that. Even as you guys are here at the registration line, oh, once again you find yourselves in line. There, there are like humans do. There are like street performers, buskers playing the fiddle or whatever to entertain and hopefully have a coin tossed their way. So he will definitely toss. He will distribute another five coins to various performers. He appreciates a good performance. Okay. And maybe even like Trick, I think only knows very basic juggling. Okay. If that, but this is interesting to him. So he was like, how do you, does it just take lots and lots of practice? Or is there something fancy about those clubs? Okay. Can you make... You want to negotiate? You're like holding the coin? No, I, I, give, him, I give him the coin. <laughs> then you have paid money for this information, essentially. You don't need to make a roll. Okay. So you Trade talk secret. to a person who is juggling, and they tell you it is a combination. Mm. But but they elaborate, right? They say, like, yes, they certainly do practice, but it's way easier when the things you are juggling are weighted well. Mm. And Trick remembers trying to balance that shovel and how it was not a good time. This person doesn't know that you are able to juggle at all. This person doesn't know that I'm an agility handicapped elf. You have coordination, don't you? I have a rank in coordination. There you go. Average human agility. So they're like, here, here's this club. Go ahead, try to toss it from one hand to the next. One club is easy. One club is simple. It's simple, you say. And you fail. (laughs) With three advantages. There was no purple dice in there at all. There was no purple dice. whatsoever. But he did not succeed. That must be really hard, then. So, the club... I'm going to make a deception check. Uh, as though that was on purpose. Okay, you had three advantages, so you can give yourself uh, a blue die. Yeah, I'll take a blue die. What is this person's... Two purples. Three successes and two more advantages. Ah, of course, of course I can juggle a bit. Clubs are not my strong suit. Uh, no, I juggle... And tricks to make a bad decision. Knives. I have one knife in good condition. And one piece of rust. <laughs> and it was at one point enough. So Trick will juggle these a little bit, and he knows this is a bad idea. Okay. Can I get a blue die from my advantages? Yes. I think this is average. Yeah. Would you like um, to upgrade? I was thinking maybe a black die, because they're weighted differently from each other. Yeah. I'm not going to upgrade, are you? No. But first. Trick will, before, he will explain the story of the knives. Oh, you're going to augment yourself? I will augment myself first. <laughs> we're just in line and we're getting a show. <laughs> just in line to be a show. So what is the story of these knives that you choose to tell to random juggler and plus anybody else in line with you? Which includes... Uh... Uh, various named people. It's not so much the story of these specific knives, but when you juggle a knife, you're taking a di- very different risk. And like, Trick is like, he's moving his hands as though he's going to juggle <laughs> while he's what? saying Look at the knife. Just Go to like down. prep the audience. Right, right. See the edge and how sharp it is. It could be sharp, but a dull knife is actually much worse than a sharp knife. Yes. <laughs> Especially a every, every knife has a song that when you juggle it, the knife starts to sing a little bit. You <laughs> juggle it right, it sings just the right way. But you juggle it wrong, it's the wrong note. Yes. That is success with a threat. I will actually, like, I'll take the wound. As uh, like cutting myself in a sense. You have like a lot of success here. You are yes. you are taking the wound, but 
Are you taking the wound in a pointed fashion? I'm like, taking the wound, yes, to prove that it is sharp. Okay. True blade. <laughs> More blood magic. There, I cut myself to yes. prove that it is sharp. <laughs> That's a smart idea. Okay, you've augmented yourself. There, now I have average elven agility. And you spent two strain. Two strain to make this happen. And are you going to upgrade? Now, I'm, now I've invested, yes, now I'll upgrade. Prepare to be entertained, Peppa. This is already entertaining. That is, in fact, one success with one advantage. Okay. You juggle knives. Just for a little bit, two knives. That's not super impressive. But they are truly sharp. You know, and Trick makes it look real dangerous because it is... Knives. doesn't actually know what he's doing. Uh, But I think the advantage is, like, it comes across as though he's making it look dangerous. Okay. But, as I said, clubs were not my strong suit. Registration asks if you'll be entering the uh, the jongler competition. Oh, I don't think that'd be very fair. <laughs> <laughs> so they'll just put you down for archery? Uh, absolutely. I, I cannot pass up an archery contest. And uh, you miss? The sword, do they have like beginner or is this all like you should know what you're doing? I think Heppa would like to participate and just get a, the experience of one of these in a challenge. Duel or in the grand melee? She's not going to do Grand Melee. She could, well, if there's nothing, like, she can use a bow. She has a rank in a bow. So maybe it will be the archery contest. But unless there's, like, something very intro, she hasn't practiced with her sword. It might be a good. Uh, well, they do tell you that in the duels, people are matched up based on what they say their experience level is. So that that would be a, a place where you could be in a beginner matchup. Go for it, I think you get it. Then, yeah, I mean, yeah, because she could actually do the bow. She has agility and rank, but I want to try the melee. Okay. That would be good practice. Are there registration fees? Hand wave. Wedry has sponsored the festival. But there are juggling lessons for a gold piece. Is that what I'm <laughs> Pretty close. <laughs> I might want to try one of those, too. Recommend not starting with a knife. Uh, if you want to scratch off five gold pieces for your registration, because there is a prize purse. Burn through this money. Burning a hole in your pocket. Yeah. The grand melee. Peppa's <laughs> like, I couldn't find off bats! But I would like to find, if we're just waiting, see if this juggler will teach me a little juggling for... I mean, I'm guessing a lesson would be two. He was just getting information. So you toss two coins to this juggler? Yeah, ask him for lessons. All right, make a coordination check. No dice of difficulty for juggling one object. Okay. But do I get anything for him or just to try because he's instructing me on how? You will receive a blue die from his teachings. See if I can do it. I do. I succeed with three advantages. So you are able to juggle a single object back and forth. Mm -hmm. If you would like to try more than one object, you could use advantages as additional blue dice. Yeah, I mean, that's the point of juggling, correct? That's, I mean, the point of juggling (laughs) is to learn how to do more than one thing. Yeah, I would like to try that. Is that the purple or what? Yes, so add in a purple, but you're giving yourself a blue die from your advantages. Now, Trick's thinking, are there creatures that have more than two arms? Not elves. So, yeah, so I succeed with three advantages. Do you want to try more objects? I don't think I need... I think I've kind of got the basic principle. It's not like she needs to keep doing this, but I don't know what else I would do with the advantages. Well, if there's anything you want to... Maybe I could put them into... or ask him... If you want to ask him about his hair or teeth, you can, but or you could ask him other things. What are the things? Well, just thinking of the con- no, yeah, she's 
she's gotten, I think, enough information for the day about hair and teeth and things like that. And curious about humans, but what would be an interesting... I think she would like to know, like, how did he get into this juggling and how, like, I think she's curious about, like, as far as, like, a, like a career, like, how you get into that, if it's a career, like, what Huppa would probably want to find out is, are, do you apprentice, or is it just something you pick up, you have talent oh, for, okay, you know, I is see. it actually a job, you know, or how, what do you do? It's <laughs> totally a real job. You know, like, what, like, do you make money, like, how do you make money, you know, sort of, that sort of thing. I don't think that's how she would ask it, but that's the right. kind of information she's probably going to get. Okay. And that's what she's curious about, is, like, what is this experience of having a career as a juggler? Okay. That sort of thing. So this particular juggler will tell you that he got into it because his family were like merchants and stuff and had a stall in the market all the time. And he was particularly dexterous. And so like he would juggle the fruit to like just like attract the attention of people to like come by from his parents' stall. And then he realized like, hey, people are tossing coins at me and like. I don't need to grow fruit and lug it around. <laughs> the juggling was worth more than the fruit. Yeah. yeah. So that that's how he got into it. Okay. But that yes, it is a career. And okay. and that he he doesn't do it, but there are like troops that travel around going from festival to festival with a variety of skilled performers and and those types of places do take on apprentices and things like that. Uh, but he likes the freedom of being his own boss, traveling where he wants. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what Hepha was curious about. It was just like the sort of the human experience of it. Okay. So thank you for your time right. and your instruction. <laughs> she will never probably juggle again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Gwaifalin registers for the duel and the crossbow competition, and she points you in the direction of the working class eateries yep. that are over by... I wish her the best of, best of luck in her duels. She wishes you both luck in the competitions you have entered. I hope luck has nothing to do with it. But. And she gives another long, deep bow, the hat off. Then she parts ways to go try to find some other person of wealth and standing to attach herself to. What a strange person. If I get hurt enough, I might have a... I could just go ask questions of the tent. So that's like the house of light? Yeah. Yes, she was a little... Well, I don't know. Is she hot? she hot? No, odd. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Is she a little odd? I mean, she did seem different from other humans we've met, but she maybe is just a specific style of a human. Not the horse clan, she said, though. I'm trying to think of what her equivalent might be. She did seem a bit like a performer, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Somebody nearby to you says, horse clan? Did, Did you say horse clan? Why, you haven't heard of Master Edward of the horse clan. Uh, I'm not going to do any kind of verse, but I uh, tricked as well. Mm, try out his story a little bit more. All right, this person thinks you are the craziest person ever because that sounds nothing like the horse lords. Well, let's yeah, see we're how totally, bad we're the totally talking about how hot she was. Shall we? Well, you want to you wanna throw in a black die because I'm talking about a different kind of horse person? You can have a black die because you are speaking to somebody who has a different context than you. Yep. But I'm a half elf, so everyone understands. You have half elves on your knack for things. Indeed. Uh, I have two successes and an advantage. They gather I'm talking about something different. Okay. And they're like, oh, I thought you were talking about the horse clans. What have you heard? It's, a, it's not a matter of hearing. I mean, 
Sir Owick is going to be in town for the competition. Sir Owick, Sir Owick. The name sounds vaguely familiar. And this Sir Owick is of the horse clans? Uh, yes, he's one of one of the I'm greatest. trying to remember how much Kachin told us that how much I would, Kappa would have the language, but I don't know that he covered it so much. Well, Kachin did mention the horse clans. But he didn't really say what that was about. No, because at that point, you it became clear to him that you had like no political knowledge whatsoever, and right. then he gave you the primer on West North is a country. Right. Oh, so is he competing? Oh, that would be something, like, to see, like, Sir Owick take to the field. He's pretty old, but but maybe he would. How old is he? He's got to be in his 50s or maybe even 60s now. Oh. But he's, he's, you know, one of the one of the most famous scions of the clans. What is he famous for? What is he famous for? Musical <laughs> <go> montage. <laughs> This person tells you that uh, Sir Owick only helped save this whole country from Mal Ravenel. What are you doing? Trish is going to listen in about this. But he has to restrain himself from making up stories about Sir Owick. We... Okay. So you're making Frankly, he doesn't know anything about it. You're making a discipline check. Yes. Okay. So the person simply says that Sir Owick played a very significant role in defeating Mal Ravenel. Um, and Hepa says, forgive my ignorance, but was he's a soldier? Yes. Yes, he's one of the leaders of the, the horse clans, the, the lords of the horse clans. Right, he's a knight. Well, yes. And why are they called the horse lords? Well, the, their, their whole society is, is mounted. That's a perfectly evasive answer. <laughs> like, not on purpose, but... <laughs> Mount on horses? Yes, at times their entire village <laughs> is mounted on a team <laughs> of horses and moved across the land. And some say these roving villages... <laughs> These, Are they, uh, they're roving villages? These, these mortal engines of destruction. <laughs> the guy is like, what? No. Yes, yes, the people ride horses. <laughs> Constantly? Some say they're born on horses. What did she say? Or he said a mounted society? Is that what he said? Yes. But, but they get off their horses to do things? Oh, no, they say if such a person ever steps off a horse, he will die. Uh, Trick make a charm check. Like, he is being silly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that, that does seem like that would have a lot of logistical issues. That is one success okay. and two advantages. At, at this point, the person realizes you are being fanciful. Being fanciful? You know, still trying to think of, like, that's a good idea for a wacky story. <laughs> a village on the back of a team of horses. So, right. so, I think she's trying to figure out what a mounted society is. Imagine if, instead of sorceresses being, the, like, the most important position that scouts were the most important position. Is that why they're mounted society? Or does everybody just have a horse? Or their status is based on their horse? This person probably has no idea. But this person's like, you know, maybe you can ask Sir Oweg when you see him. And uh, this person, like, moves on. (laughs) Oh, man. Mounted society. Look, there's vast open plains. Like, what's an important symbol in the village for us? Like, the trees? They don't have hardly any trees. They have as many horses as we have trees. But are we a forest society? Are we a forest society? Or I think so. Arbor society? <laughs> I don't think we use that word, but 
We say we come from the Esprin forest. But do they do they gain their magic through their horses, their power through their horses? Well, that's a good idea. Kevin yeah, just kind of wants to know what the nature... She's, apparently now she's curious about the human experience because now she's surrounded by humans. I think they're just particularly good with horses. But there may be more. There, there could be more, you're totally <laughs> right. There's some sort of horse-based magic. Or just beliefs, like perhaps they learn to ride before they learn to walk. That's a good bit. Or maybe not. Maybe it's very expensive to have a horse and only the nobility have it and you or those of high status have to earn their horse. Well, that's why they call the horse lords, not the horse peasants. <laughs> You've been listening to Echoes of Invasion set in the world of the Battle for Westnoth video game, and played using Edge Studios' Genesis role-playing system. Our GM was Jen, and our players were Lex and Daniel. For the serialized, narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at DiceyStories.com. Our character art is by Del Borovic. See her work at DelBorovic.com. Our music is sampled from Return to Westnoth by Matthias Westland, a.k.a. West. Licensed under CC by SA 4.0, part of the Battle for Westnoth project. Visit them at westnoth.org. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories reminding you, the only thing that separates you from knowledge is experience.